Today we'll be in Luke chapter 2, so feel free to flip in your Bible to there. The Christmas story is full of anticipation. Mary and Joseph looking forward to the birth of Jesus. The wise men looking forward to finding the newborn king. The first century nation of Israel longing for a Messiah who will rescue them from political oppression. There is a lot of anticipation and longing in our world today. Children looking forward to what they will get for Christmas. You and I looking forward to meeting freely with friends and loved ones. Our church looking forward to meeting back in person. Our country looking forward to the end of this pandemic. What are you anticipating? What are you longing for? Whatever it is, God wants to transform your dissatisfaction and longing into hope. Again, God wants to transform your dissatisfaction and longing into hope. Let me share with you one of my deepest longings. The year was 2009, I believe. I was 24 years old and volunteering and leading a youth ministry at a church in Pacifica, California. I had taken the students to a summer camp at Centrifuge Jeunesse Park, and there was at an adult Bible study that rocked my world. I loved the study and walked out into the forest, pouring my heart out to God. I was 24 years old and single. My friends were getting married, or married and having kids, and I poured my heart out to God, asking, why not me? Or, what's wrong with me? I had a hope and a desire for a wife and a family, and a longing I wish God would fulfill. Under the pine trees, all I could do was express my sorrows and then declare myself that God is good and I will trust Him. In God's right time and when I was ready, God answered my hope, my prayer. In 2014, God brought a lovely lady into my life. And Nikki and I were married in 2016. God answered my desire and longing. And our handsome, crazy, yet sweet, two-year-old son, Simeon, lights up our world every day. I am so grateful that after five years, God finally fulfilled my desire. What do you long for? My son's name, Simeon, is taken from a character in the Bible. He is somebody who also had a deep longing. Our scripture reading today is Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 22. Please read with us here. In this passage, we are introduced to Simeon. Simeon is described in verse 25 as being righteous and 
devout. That is, he lived in obedience and devotion to God, an exemplified character that was honoring to God. He was righteous and devout. We also see Simeon's anticipation and longing. Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Verse 25. That is, he was waiting for the age of the Messiah. For 60 years, Israel had been under Roman occupation and rule. Public governors excessively taxed the people, and the people longed to be free. The Holy Scriptures spoke of God sending a king whose kingdom would have no end. And the Israelites longed for freedom and political independence. This prophesied king would be God's anointed one. Anointed one is Messiah in the Hebrew and Christ in the Greek. Does that sound familiar? In contrast, God's plan was much bigger than political independence of one nation. He was bringing about the salvation of the world. He was making a way that all people, Jews and non-Jews, could be in a right relationship with him. God had made a promise to Simeon that he would not die before he met the Lord's Messiah. And in doing so, God transformed Simeon's anticipation and longing into hope. Just like he wants to do for you and me. This story is the fulfillment of that promise. In this passage, God also transforms Anna's longing into hope. In verse 36, Anna is described as a prophet and a widow. She was married for seven years before her husband passed away. And after this, she spent the rest of her days in the temple, worshiping, fasting, and praying, until she met Jesus' family here at the age of 84. At the sight of six-week-old baby Jesus, she is ecstatic. She gives thanks to God and tells anyone who will listen that the good news about how God is redeeming Jerusalem. In this moment, Anna's hope was fulfilled. And like Simeon and Anna, God wants to transform your dissatisfaction and longing into hope. What is hope? According to philosopher Peter Kreeft, Hope is faith projected to the future. Again, hope is faith projected to the future. In 2007, Pope Benedict XVI wrote the following. The present, even if it is arduous, can be lived and accepted if it leads towards a goal. If we can be sure of this goal, and if the goal is great enough to justify the effort of the journey, the inverse of this is that hopelessness is hopelessness. Hopelessness is hopelessness. According to Dr. John Mark Reynolds, 
In comparison to other world religions, hope is most uniquely Christian. Because only Christianity has a God adequate in His sovereignty to govern the universe so that there is purposefulness in what happens to us and goodness is possible in the end. In short, God, the object of our hope, is sovereign, purposeful, and good. Sovereign is kind of a weird word, which basically means possessing supreme or ultimate power. Isaiah writes in chapter 40, Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40. May your trust in God be projected into the future. And may He transform your dissatisfaction and longing into hope. Our God is sovereign, purposeful, and good. And this is what we see in Luke 2. Simeon, after seeing baby Jesus, turns his face to heaven and says in verse 29, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Sovereign Lord, Sovereign. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, purposeful and good. Sovereign, purposeful, and good. In my opinion, the most profound line here is found in verse 31. My eyes have seen your salvation. A squishy, six-week-old baby. This baby changes everything. Simeon says, Now I can die. And Anna tells anyone about the baby who will listen. The Lord's anointed one is here. Israel wanted a king who would free them from the Romans. But when God looked down, he saw a bigger problem. Sin and devastation of his people, Israel, was just one small part of the entire human condition. All of humanity had rebelled against God, resulting in the tragedy and devastation of the whole world. This baby, whose birth we celebrate at Christmas, changes everything. Because our God is a God who transforms dissatisfaction and longing into hope. You see, God created you and me for relationship. 
and for the fullness of life in relationship with Him. But everyone has broken God's law. This is sin and needs God's forgiveness. This sin separates us from God. God's forgiveness is found in Jesus only. God's forgiveness is available for all. God's forgiveness is available, but not automatic. According to the Bible, it is impossible for you to reconcile your relationship with God. Only Jesus can. The wages of sin is death and separation from God. All you can do is repent and turn away from sin and turn toward Jesus as your Savior and Master. And you can do this today. Ephesians says that before the foundation of the world, God already had this plan in place that would culminate with the birth of His Son, Jesus. Because our God is a God that transforms dissatisfaction and longing into hope. He takes those who are broken or dead and gives them wholeness and life. This baby changes everything. Our God is sovereign, purposeful, and good. C.S. Lewis wrote that hope is a continual looking forward to the eternal. Hope is like an anchor. An anchor that is laid to rest outside of our present condition and locked onto that which is most stable and most certain. That whatever life throws at us, however dark the horizon gets, however fierce the storm, however towering the waves, we can look beyond to He who is eternal, that there is purposefulness in what happens to us, and goodness is possible in the end. In Lamentations, it reads in chapter 3, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the great of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Lamentations 3, 19-26 What are you anticipating? What do you long for? Will you let God transform your dissatisfaction and longing into hope? Are you looking forward to a meeting freely? With friends and loved ones? Are you looking forward to our church meeting back in person? Are you looking forward to the end of this pandemic? 
Is there not enough paycheck at the end of your month? Has relational strife filled your life? Are you plagued by loneliness? Whatever it may be, I invite you to place your trust and hope in He who is sovereign, purposeful, and good. Whatever the issue is, I invite you to place your anchor in He who is eternal and greater than whatever you are going through. I invite you to tell Him in prayer right now. Share with Him how you feel and trust that He is sovereign, purposeful, and good. Or maybe you are not yet a Christian, but God is tugging on your heart. God loves you more than you can imagine. There is nothing that you can do that will make Him love you more, and there is nothing that you can do that will make Him love you less. God's love is not dependent on you. God the Father showed His love for you by sending His Son, Jesus, as a small, squishy baby who in obedience gave His life on the cross, paying your debt and mine, and raised Jesus from the dead three days later, showing His authority and power. That if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is your Master, and believe with all that you are that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says, you will be saved. It is turning from your sins and turning towards God. I invite you to tell him in prayer right now. It is the best choice you will ever make. If you are making a decision today, please feel free to reach out. You can call the church or email any of the staff. We would love to talk and pray with you. Hopelessness is hopelessness. But God wants to transform your dissatisfaction and longing into hope. Will you let him today? Let us pray. Father God, we glorify We thank you for this day. And this season that we get to celebrate your son Jesus, who came to earth as a small, squishy baby, but grew to be a man, who grew to personify your love wherever he went. And he was perfect and good and holy. And he gave himself on that cross, his own life, to pay our debt our debt to you. That if we confess with our mouth that you are Lord and believe in our heart that you raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. And so, Lord God, I lift up those in my community. I pray for hope. I pray for strength. May their anger rest in you. Give them life. Jesus, name I pray.